Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm excited today because I am bringing a, a voice to the table uh, that I'm excited for you guys to hear. 
Um, but I really love the title of today, Are Givers More Successful? Let's talk about why. And so it's so funny when Carmelia started her segment and she was like, there was a book by Adam Grant. And I'm like, no, that's the book I did some research on to start off today. And then what we're talking about is totally different. So I'm going to say this book again because it's come up twice. And so I think people need to maybe take note of this book and write it down. And the name of the book is Give and Take, A Revolutionary Approach to Success, Adam Grant. And you know me, I love my quotes. So I want to start off with a quote by Mark Twain. He said, the principle of give and take, that's diplomacy. Give one, take 10. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily agree with Mark Twain, give one, take 10. And we heard the difference with givers and takers and matchers, which is what this book primarily talks about. But I love these quotes as well. This is from a venture capitalist, Randy Cosimar, who says, a commissar, excuse me, it's easier to win if everybody wants you to win. If you don't make enemies out there, it's much easier to succeed. Then we also have uh, Charlie Munger, who says, the best way to get success is to deserve success. And what they're both referencing is doing so through that energy of giving. And so she talked about it earlier, a, a taker is someone who helps others strategically when the benefit to you outweighs personal cost. A giver is one who acts, um, helps others strategically when the benefit to you, um, excuse me, helping others outweighs actually your personal cost will outweigh helping others. It's not just about giving and taking when it comes about being, in, in my opinion, when it comes to business, solely on the topic of giving to charity. Yes, obviously a giver gives to charity, but guess what? Someone in business who's a taker can also still give in charity. And in fact, one thing that I found very, very interesting is that when taking, given this test that determines whether you're a giver or a taker, in business, they actually found that about, the majority of givers were either at the very top or towards the bottom quarter <laughs> of the list, and takers were right around in the middle primarily, which I found interesting, right? Mm -hmm. That success clearly can happen at all levels, but it's actually you're more likely to be higher, more successful if you're a giver. However, if you're a giver without an intentional plan on how you're actually doing business, that giving can actually be detrimental to your business. And so one of the things that we're wanting to talk about today, and I have my very special guest, someone who I'm blessed to know in person, thanks to conferences that have been come out of, of, of this platform, and also someone who I've just, I get to call friend, I get to learn from her every day, I've gotten to see and rather hear about success, success that even after the doors of the brick and mortar are closed, she is still winning awards for that business. And that is my dear friend, Miss Megan DiMartino. Good morning, Megan. How are you today? Good morning, Alexandra. I am so, so thrilled to be here, not only with you, but to share our subject this morning about client retention with customer service. So it is really one of my favorite, favorite subjects to share with all. So let's so get going. I know. I'm so excited about it. What I love is that I felt that when I saw this title of Are Givers More Successful? 
for me, giving is a part of customer service. And so we're actually going to go into um, kind of a little dialogue back and forth. I want to share a little bit about Megan's history so you understand where she's coming from. And then we're going to dive into the act of giving when it comes to customer service and how that can actually increase your client retention, but also make business better. Now, one thing that was really, really, really interesting to me is that I I've been reading article after article after article. I've heard people talk about this over and over. I had an excellent conversation with Amelia Antonetti about this. Customer service is a dying art. That's what keeps being said over and over again. How many times have we gone to restaurants during this uh, uh, you know, unfortunate pandemic and the server, they're so understaffed that the server doesn't even really care about you at all. They have so many things to do. Or you go to the counter at a hotel and you're trying to check in and they're chit-chatting behind. And this old expectation of grandiose customer service seems to be a dying art. Well, me and Megan say, no way, Jose. In fact, Megan, and I, I just want to give a little uh, history of you, and then I want to ask you a question. Megan opened up her own brick and mortar in a town that she didn't know anyone when she moved there. It was her customer service of literally meeting people, offering them, giving them something, a service for free to start networking that ultimately allowed her to start with one studio, a one little room spot that grew into a massive, and if I'm not mistaken, 4,000 square foot luxury medical spa in historic downtown of the area that she's in just out of Austin, Texas. And like I said, this business was sold 18 months ago and still, to, and listen, not sold the name, just the assets were sold. So she still retains the name of the spa. She still retains the phone number and everything. And even though it's not an operating spa, it still continues to win awards. Why? Because the customer service provided, the excellence provided when people entered her brick and mortar was so incredible that when they see different things, what spa do you want to vote for this? They keep putting that name down. And so Megan, talk to me a little about, because I know one of the things that you have done over the years of not just creating your own, um, she has her own, uh, excuse me, skincare line. She opened her own spa, these incredible things. That hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It happened, you did something and we talked about this and I really loved it that you actually really mentored the young girls, the young men and women that worked for you on multiple ways, how to be a better businesswoman, how to be um, you know, strong in all these different areas. But one of the things you focused was on customer service and making that customer feel like when they entered your spa, that they were at the number one place in the world that they needed to be. What were some of the things that you would coach your girls? Uh, your, I'm not sure, actually, I shouldn't just say girls. Some of the men and women that you worked with um, in the area of customer service. Well, you know, Alexander, we hear all the time that people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And that's absolutely true. 
but I've always been one to break things down into small manageable parts, to understand the why of it. Meaning, okay, it's great to know a person. Okay, it's great to like a person. It's trust, I hope. But especially doing medical services. But how is the no part? That is the most important. And so it starts with that greeting, whether it's on the telephone in the morning or afternoon or evening, or if someone is walking in. So, you know, I've broken that down over the years um, with understanding the no part. And when someone walks in, and, and think about this yourself, folks, when you go anywhere, and someone says to you, let's use Starbucks. Um, how are you? How are you? You don't even know this person. Who cares? Do they care? Not really. Not really, really. So, you know, I, then I thought about it. I'm talking about years and years ago. And I thought about it. And if you say, well, how are you? And your husband could have died last night. And that has happened. Where they come to us because they want to have that moment of quiet and privacy and relaxation. So to perfunctorily ask, how are you? No. So I taught them, not once, not twice, but continuously, uh, again, how to greet a person. And it's good morning or good afternoon or good evening and welcome. Welcome as they walk in. And that we were on a walking thoroughfare on the historic Georgetown Square. So people could walk in and not necessarily be coming for an appointment. So basically, it's about asking them, how are they? I mean, excuse me, not to how are they, but good morning and welcome. And then ascertain from there why they're coming. Because they could be coming in just to get a menu or to know more about us. So it is about that initial connection with that person. And from there, Alexandra, it, we were ninjas on this to know about what uh, everything about the person. Obviously, the provider, whether it's a massage therapist, an esthetician, a medical esthetician, the nursing staff, they kept copious notes about details, and we would then transcribe that into the CRM. So therefore, they knew exactly what coffee they liked, what wine they drank, what was, you know, obviously their birthdays and anniversaries, and that was a little bit more de uh, depth to that. But that initial meeting to know about that person by just our heart, not about them. And then from, as I said, ascertain if it's a person just walking in, greeting them the same exact way, and then giving them information about the uh, Novitas Spa Medical Rejuvenation Clinic, not just a menu, but would you like a tour? And to share about the history of the uh, business itself and the product line, as you shared. And therefore, it was beginning to build that relationship because no like and trust, you have to start from that beginning. I, I love that, and it comes with not just that, not just building that relationship, but starting with the greeting, starting with the very first interaction. I had the pleasure during my undergrad to work at the Ritz Carlton, and one thing that I loved about my time uh, at the Ritz Carlton was that they completely changed my language and they completely changed my mentality of when it came to customer service. And this is where I think you actually excelled. Um, because you changed language, you taught, like we weren't allowed to say yes or no. Imagine not being able to say yes or no. You had to come up with different ways of actually saying yes or no, and you can never tell a customer no. 
But that doesn't mean that you can give everything to a customer because business wouldn't survive. So how do you say no and yet change that conversation? Well, they taught us. And one of the best things that they taught, and actually, for those that don't know, Ritz-Carlton is actually the under the umbrella of Marriott International. And Mr. Marriott, years and years ago, the, the one who founded the Marriott Hotel chain, had a very famous saying. And his saying was, if you take care of the employee, the employee will take care of the customer, the customer will return, and business will take care of itself. And I really, really love that mentality. In fact, we always were taught when I worked there that there was internal customers and external customers. The internal customers were the people we worked with. The external customers were the people who stayed there. And we had to provide customer service to every customer, whether internal or external. Our manager's main goal wasn't to crack the whip and make sure that we were getting, I was in sales for them, group sales, getting the most sales and all these things. Our manager's goal was to make sure that we felt wonderful in the role that we were in. And in turn, we would want to give our best. Now, Megan, that is something that I know to the point that even after your spa closed, you helped all your people get placed. You still mentor them. You still have relationships with them. How important was first giving that customer service at a high level to your employees so that in turn, they can turn around and give that high level of customer employees to the guests, or excuse me, to the potential clients walking through those doors? Well, you know, one thing I just want to step backwards a little bit. <clears throat> you mentioned that I started in a one-room studio in a hair salon in Georgetown, Texas, not knowing one human being, not one. Um, my daughter was living in Austin, but she surely did not live in Georgetown. And from there, I built a base of business, started marketing it, and then went up to the historic square and went into 1,000 square feet. And then in 2009, went into 4,000, as you shared. And so during this season of the 1,000, I started, um, I did, again, I didn't know anyone. So where did I call uh, employees from? I went to the schools and I asked to meet with the valedictorian, well, I met with the education director uh, initially, but then I wanted to meet with the valedictorians of the aesthetic programs because I wanted to uh, meet with someone who cared about what they were doing because historically, beauty schools, we've heard the beauty school dropout type of thing. And so it was then taking that person from the greenest grass and mentoring that person. And my initial gal that I hired back in 2005, Gigi Spencer, I'm going to give her a shout out. I hired from, uh, she had just finished school and she stayed with me all those years. That is unheard of. If anyone has been in the spa industry, or salon industry, it's like a revolving door. And the fact that she and I built this together, and as they say, you build a team and the team will build your business. And so when Gigi and Bridget and Melissa, who were my three leads in different departments, decided they were ready, they, it was their time, um, Alexander. And I, we had talked about this even before the lockdown. Then this gentleman knocked, literally knocked on my door on March 31st and said, Do you, would you like to sell me your business? I'm like, hello? And so even before that, I had been talking to them about maybe changing the internal structure where I would mentor them to get ready to own their own businesses because I knew I could not do the seven days a week, you know, crazy hours forever. 
So I was already mentoring them that way. And so when that evolved, it was time to do that. And so it's joyful for me to go into their new beautiful little business and hear them using the same words. Oh my goodness. It's just amazingly gratifying to know that those training, they were not just words. It's part of their DNA now, not only of customer service, but building a relationship, that client retention. And yes, Alexander, last week, a friend called me and said, Megan DiMartino, do you realize that you were nominated, or Novita was nominated for Best Day Spa? OMG, like you said, Alexander, this business has not been open for 18 months. It's amazing. So what did they nominate? They nominated the memory of the love and the care that we shared with each and every one every day. As I said, from the front door to the back door, from the moment they said hello on the phone to the moment that person left, it was consistent of that same Novita. Novita, by the way, means new birth, new life, always something new. That's my promise. And so it's building that relationship with the guest, as we call each and every person, but again, with each and every person that worked with me over these many, many years, 17 to be exact. I love that. So your goal was not just to get them trained to be the best employee, but rather your goal was looking at that employee and seeing how what you could help them do, learn, uh, experience, so that they can ultimately become the best version of themselves and go into business for themselves. You know, that old saying is, you know, you, all, you, you want people to surround yourself with people who ultimately surpass you, right? That's a sign of true leadership. When a leader can lead someone till they actually are led by them. <laughs> and now, even though they own the salon, you don't, you, and you have, if you have clients, you still send your clients over to them. And so that's powerful. And so I know, I remember if I'm not mistaken, that you had a few people who worked with you for over a decade. And that, as you stated, and not just the salon industry, not just the spa industry, not, I think in, in any industry nowadays, hearing that anyone stays at one place for 10 years is bananas. And I know that it's not just because of the customer service that you provided your clients, but also customer service that you provided your employees. They felt valued, they felt seen, and they felt that your intention wasn't just to get your bottom line bigger, but how can you help them ultimately reach their goals? I think that's absolutely important. So let me ask you, when we're talking about this question above that says, are givers more successful? When it came to comparing yourself to other spas, we knew that you were the number one customer service spa. You guys gave your customers life. You made them feel special. You even knew how they liked their coffee, which wine they preferred to drink, which uh, esthetician or technician or masseuse or whatever it was they preferred. You had all the details of every single person to the point, just so you guys know, she actually was able to build a Rolodex without knowing anyone, build a Rolodex of over 4,000 people. My question is this, when you were faced with situations where a customer was unhappy or a, the, a service that a customer was expecting didn't go as they went, as they expected rather, 
how would you actually deal with that scenario? So if someone here is listening and they maybe are at the front lines or they're there, we know that customer service permeates every single industry, especially if you're any type of sales, the service that you're providing your customers and potential customers will lead to a pipeline that can pay you for years and years to come if you treat them right. And oftentimes we get the most loyalty when something goes wrong for somebody and we have to come in and fix it. When things went wrong in the spa, as they do, no one's perfect. What, how would you coach your, your people to actually handle those situations? Well, we've always heard that the customer is always right. And that is one of the adages that I absolutely impressed upon them. And again, it gets back to we don't know what's going on in that person's life. And a person could be obnoxious and rude and nasty. But again, I help them understand that it isn't about us. It's not about you. It's about what's going on within them. And so I help them really own that. And then when they own that, um, Alexander, it was very easy for them to uh, whether again, whether it was a spot coordinator to a provider to my uh, attendants, they truly understood that and worked with the person from that place. If it, if ever, and very rarely, but if it ever got out of control, so to speak, then they always knew I had their back. They always knew that there was tremendous trust in the business, and I think that's another another piece that's so very important in this conversation, in this discussion, because your staff has to trust you and know that no matter what, you will never throw them under the bus, even if they are really the culprit of something going wrong, not intentionally, but whatever, uh, that, I, that I had their back. And so I would always, and it might not have been that moment, it might, I might not have been there, but they always knew to not brush it under the carpet. That's another thing that happens so often, like you were saying about today with lack of customer service. People ignore these things, and they just let them go on and on and on. How many times have you heard things like that? Oh, yeah, well, I knew that. Well, why didn't you share that? I mean, you've heard that. Well, they knew not to do that. They knew to write it down and to speak to me. Not next week, not at the weekly um, staff meeting, but that day, even if I was not in town, to call me. And I would then call that person immediately. I would never, ever mention the person uh, who they were, uh, you know, had the uh, challenge with or beef with or whatever. It could have been that they didn't get their... Um, the towels weren't warm enough when they had their massage, whatever. But I would never mention that person, and I would just say, I am so, so very sorry that this did not measure up to the Novita experience. Please, Mrs. Jones, please come back next week or to your convenience. It'll be in your account. Please enjoy another massage uh, at your convenience. And uh, they would put it in their account, and that would be that. Never question, never discussion, and never making that individual who was, uh, you know, the person who maybe not uh, did not heat up their towels soon enough to make them, uh, you know, suitable, um, was never thrown under the bus. So it was building that trust with the client as well as with the staff, because my, as you shared, uh, honestly, my goal and heart was to to learn each and every person's superpower, to know that person, to help them excel. I mean, I one day I walked into Sally. We all know Sally Beauty. And um, 
I was picking up my case of paraffin. This goes back years and years ago. And this young lady, I walked in and she knew my name, Sally's. She knew my name, Sarah Petrowski. And I said, Sarah, would you like to work for me? And she said, oh, Miss Megan, I'd love to talk about that. And do you know that Sarah Petrowski is part of uh, my team that I'm still mentoring today? She's gone on and works uh, for the person that bought the uh, asset purchase, but we're trying to figure out how to get Sarah back. And when I say we, um, I don't own their business, but the team that has started their own business. So it is about understanding each and every person's superpower, but also to mentor. Now, Sarah, by the way, came in as a spa coordinator and worked as a spa coordinator for many years and then came to me one day about maybe four years ago and said, Megan, I think it's time for me to get my aesthetic license. I said, Sarah, I was going to join, uh, visit with you this uh, January and talk about that. Absolutely is. So it was time for Sarah. She had finished college. She had gotten married. She had a child. It was time now for her to expand her horizons. And I then you know, uh, supported that next step and helped her find the right school that fit her needs. And so it was always helping them grow and know their next step for their career. So it is, like you said, it was not just the staff. It was, again, I say again, build that team and the team will build your business. Oh, it's so good. And you've noticed that in this conversation of customer service, while we've definitely talked about the service being provided to customers, she gave examples on how to deal with an irate customer and how to quickly fix it. Notice that what she did was give, which is uh, perfect with the title again. She gave what was needed to be fixed in that situation. In this case, a, a massage. She was willing to give because she understood that it was going to be worth it for that client retention in the long time. But the most important thing that I've noticed in this conversation is of conversation, uh, excuse me, of customer service is that what she gives to her employees, to the team, she focused on building her team so that her team could focus on the customers and providing them the highest level of service. So what's great about this conversation is whether you're a business owner, whether you're maybe a manager, maybe you lead one person, maybe you don't lead anyone yet. But if you start adopting these principles, and you know, it goes so heavily aligned, and that's why I think that you and me, Megan, align ourselves so well in my whole, you know, I know it sounds cheesy and people are probably like, he talks about love so much, it's so weird. But listen, you can grow your business through love. I believe that with my whole heart. I've seen it happen. I do it every single day. I love people, not because of what they're going to get me, give me, not because of the sale that I might get, but because I genuinely love them. And when you love someone, and I say this quote all the time, and I love that Brian has started our morning with it, marry yourself to the activity and divorce yourself from the outcome. When you truly love the people that you're around, you're not worried about whether or not they make a sale. You're not wor wor worried about whether or not they choose to come back for a massage. Even though they're getting the details, for example, of all these customers coming in, what coffee they like, how they're wine, all these different, I mean, an in-depth customer profile, that happens for every customer. That customer may not come back. And yet they still take the time to get to know, or did, and now she's taught the next generation to get that customer 
all that information so that when they did come back, they were ready for them. When you're interacting with people in life, are you taking the time to get all the information that you need so the next time that you come in contact with them, you can remember, hey, how's life going? How's that situation you were telling me about? How's your kid? How's your dog, etc." That is taking things on a certain level of customer service. And in spite of the employment shortage in our country, in spite of um, you know people not being as happy in their jobs maybe as they wish that they could be, in spite of long lines and, and, and you know not enough staffing, we can still choose to shine love freely. And in turn, what happens is business really does, it doesn't just take care of itself. You got to do some work but it makes it so much more pleasurable. Customer service is not a dying art. And I just gotta ask you this, if you had one last thing to say, Megan, um, to everyone that's listening in the specifics of customer service, what's the one thing, if they only hear one thing from you, what is that one thing? I'm gonna share a, a quote that I, I guess it's my quote, uh, that I have said to my staff for you know 17 years. Doing what is right is never easy, trust me. You may do it imperfectly, trust me, trust me, but it will always be perfectly right. Ooh, so good. I love that, Megan. And that's the key. It's not just about going for perfection. It's about the activity. It's about going for it and providing the best customer service wherever you are. If you want to increase your client retention, know your customers, make them feel appreciated, make them feel seen, welcome your customers. And if you wanna learn more about how to do this, and if you are even someone maybe in the spa business and the luxury high-end uh, salon business, I urge all of you to follow Miss Megan DiMartino, not just here, but also on Instagram across platforms. I also urge you to check out her incredible podcast, Unique Leaders, where she interviews different industry leaders and, and learns more about them. And I promise you, you're going to be getting golden nuggets every single time. So, Megan, my friend, I am so grateful for you. I love you just because. Thank you so much for sharing this last half hour with me. I appreciate you, friend. Truly my pleasure. And this is the best way to go into 2022 is to build your business because it doesn't necessarily have to be a brick and mortar like this was. It can be a direct sales. It could be anything. You can be a solopreneur. Just know that this principle of heart is no like and trust, but to know that guest is the key to building your business. Thank you, Alexander. I love you and be blessed. I, I love you too, sis. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.